This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ready! Buffalo Bills game day on the Buffalo Bills radio network. All right, here we go, here we go. We gotta have a drive. 23 left, 23 left. It's time for the post-game show with Shope and the Bulldogs. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bills over the Browns, 31-23. Mike Shope and the Bulldog, your hosts, here on the Buffalo Bills radio network. The Bills push through, I want to call it that, in this game. It, it was going to be like, I don't know, the, the narratives, Bulldog, were about to become insufferable with all the, and I don't say this lightly, all the difficulty and the, you know, if you will, hardship of the last few days, right. the team getting to Detroit and everything. And it, for about an hour today, looked like, okay, well, I don't like it, but maybe it makes sense. Like, they're not practicing and, right. you know, the sort of distractions of it all. But then they took the game over. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much exactly what happened. I mean, Cleveland got a couple of scores there in the fourth quarter to make the, the finish look a little tighter than it really was. But this, I think really from the time Stefan Diggs caught that touchdown at the end of the half to make it 13-10 going to the locker room, it was kind of the Bills game. Uh, Cleveland, to start the second half, had a lot of trouble on offense, and the Bills just, you know, they didn't convert every opportunity into touchdowns. Uh, you, you know, <laughs> on a day where your field goal kicker coached six for six, that clearly didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but they were the better team, and for a change, um, they win a game where, I don't know, Josh Allen might be pretty far down the list of guys that you want to highlight in this game. He wasn't real sharp at all, I didn't think, but they got good performances, maybe even great performances from a pair of running backs in Singletary and Cook who have matching 86-yard days, and they win a game pretty comfortably where Allen did not need to be, you know, Hercules here, which, you know, that's it's a good. Nice. That's a but, good sign. Yeah, I mean, I I like watching Josh Allen, you know, carry the weight of the entire Bills community on his shoulders. But on a day where I don't think he was real sharp and he was scuffling coming into this game to begin with, um, they got 
they they more than got by. They they kind of dominated the second half of this game, and the running game had a lot to do with that. So good for them mixing James Cook in and getting back to Singletary too, and um, you know just a nice win to put in your pocket and come home and hopefully kind of get yourself together here to travel back to Detroit in a few days. Yeah, see you soon, Detroit. Thirty-one twenty-three. The final will have. Sean McDermott, as always, probably Josh Allen. Often he's been up real quickly once the game ends, so be on your toes out there. And let's get you now the Skyworks stats of the game. Skyworks Equipment Rental, building America from the ground up. Visit skyworksllc.com. We mentioned, Bulldog mentioned, 86 yards for the two running backs, each Singletary who also scored. Allen, it's his lowest passing total of the season. Maybe rushing, too, three for seven, 197 is all in the air, and he is coming to the podium here. Live to the locker room, hearing from Josh Allen, brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. Fast and, and get us here, and, you know, the, the neighbors and, and the good people of Buffalo helping teammates, you know, dig out of their driveways and allowing them to get their cars out so they can make it to the facility so we can get on the plane to come here. So, um, obviously, crazy week. Didn't practice Friday, you know, uh, small practice Wednesday with some guys out. So not your typical uh, typical week, but um, got some resilient guys on this team, guys that care about each other, do things the right way. And, uh, you know, we play again here in, in four days, so we got to get home, make sure we get some rest, uh, recover the way we need to recover, and be ready to go again. Came out throwing the first couple of possessions, and then it seemed like you guys were working more run calls in there as you went along, and it seemed to kind of bear fruit for you. Yeah, I mean, I, Devin and, and James both ran the ball well, and it's – Credit to our guys up front, uh, making those holes for them. Um, yeah, if, we, if we can run it like that, I mean, we're going to continue to run it. That's um, no secret. Up to that point, you hadn't gotten the ball to Steph. You get it right before half. You get the touchdown. T- talk about that play, the, not just the seven points, but the meaning of getting that, getting it to him, getting in the end zone right before the half. Well, again, we, we, we're, I'm not looking someone's way specifically. Um, I'm, you know, we get the play call, and I'm just trying to find the right guy to throw it to. And, um, you know, he did a great job of understanding his assignment and, and found a way to score there. But, you know, for us to score right before the half, given, you know, how we were performing up to that point um, and then getting the ball in the second half for the first time, I think, all year and being able to double dip and get some points there. Obviously, we'd like to score a touchdown. We feel like we hurt ourselves a lot tonight uh, in terms of penalties and just kind of a little mistake. So a lot to clean up. Um, you know, the, the feeling that we have right now, we, we still don't feel like we played very well. Um, but it goes to show you, playing smart football, we put up 31 points and, and didn't didn't play up to our standard. Did motion on that play? Do you think they, you guys were, other guys were looking that way? Or yeah, potentially. Um, you know, Dorsey called a called a good one there. Um, and again, guys trusted their assignments, um, just trusting what I saw, and you know, stuff got open. Did you feel like in that two minute drill there at the end of the first half that you found a bit more of a rhythm than what you had? For sure, point? for sure. Um, again, understanding. You know what we're trying to do. You know, anytime we defer, you know, scoring before the half is is probably the biggest thing of the game. And then coming out in the second half, trying to get more points, and that's a way you can really help yourself out, especially starting the way we did. So, um, you know, it's just situational football and just trusting what Coach McDermott preaches and just going out there and executing. Josh, it seemed like Osukoromoa took a shot at your elbow. What did you see on that? What was your reaction? I, you probably saw my reaction. Um, it's football. It happens. Josh, you guys certainly don't need extra motivation or anything. It's the NFL, but when you consider everything the team went through this week, random strangers taking out players, staff members coming in the snow, does that play into Are you thinking about that at all as you're on the field? Like, man, we've really got to get this one. 
Um, I mean, we easily could have folded and, and allowed it to be an excuse for us. Um, but again, trusting the guys that we have in this locker room that are true professionals that do things the right way. Um, we we're just trying to trying to win a football game. That's our, our mindset and our goal every time we step out in the field. Um, you know, unfortunately, we got it done today. Uh, the odd nature of the game. I mean, it's your home game, and they're trying to have some sex and sounds. But you hear, you know, the dog pound, and you know, a lot of Cleveland fans here. Do they all, they all appreciate that, or take a second to it? I mean, again, I credit to to both fans, I guess, for getting up here. But um, obviously, Bills Mafia, you know, for what what they were going through too. I mean, they were probably digging themselves out of snow so they can drive four and a half hours to get here. So we really appreciate our fan base um, and. I can honestly say we couldn't have done it without them uh, this week. It, it took a lot of moving hands and, and moving parts. You touched on it a bit earlier, but how big was it to get Devin and James going the way that they did today? It's huge. Um, you know, understand the game plan of you know um, what we were trying to do. They found holes, man, and our offensive line locked their tails off. Um, so again, that's gonna that's gonna help us out going forward. And you know, if we can continue to utilize our run game and it be successful for us, um, keep running it. Did you guys have to? Shave down the game plan at all in light of the left the lesser practice time this week? Or are we like we no, I mean, it doesn't matter. We can do it. it, it we've we've got, we got a lot of calls in. Uh, we got smart guys that understand their assignments. Um, and when you have you know that those two combination of things with the guys we have, you're you're able to call really whatever you want. And you know, credit to Dorsey for uh, sticking to the game plan today. How are you personally able to able to get out of your house and? Get, get to the facility. Yeah, Squirrel, uh, Squirrel and Mark Braun, they came with a big old tractor and, um, you know, dug me out. I had a lane about this big and, you know, the radars in my car were beeping the entire way down my driveway because it felt like I was about to hit something. Um, so it'll be, I'm sure it's going to be like that for a while. Um, I guess we'll have to AP on that, uh, figure out a way to just figure it out a way. I think Squirrel's about to become famous in Buffalo. He should be. He, he's the man. The last that you took was that, um, you know, just not wanting to force it there, kind of risk-reward maybe after some recent turnover. Yeah, surrender situation, understanding, you know, we got to get the clock to continue to run. I think it got to the two-minute there. Um, so throwaway or a incompletion um, really does no good for us there. It probably does more harm than good. So just being smart and, you know, taking one for the team. Naheem as a kind of tone setter there with some of the returns with the drive starts for you. Oh, it's huge for us. Um, Especially again that first quarter, you know, didn't really move the ball um, that well early on. But for him to get that that return and get us into field goal range, um, you know, that's that's a weapon right there. And he's going to continue to get into this offense as he as he learns more. And uh, hopefully we can utilize him the way we need to utilize him because he is a he's got some game breaking speed there. Um, I mean, it, it was fairly close. I thought, you know, Bills Mafia packed the stadium pretty well. They were, they were really loud. It forced them to go on silent, I think, most of the game. Um, so that's always a plus. Thank you, guys. Josh Allen and the Bills over Cleveland in Detroit, 31-23. We've got to get to a break here, Bulldog. I think you're with me. I, I wrote something down, which I almost never do at these press conferences, but Allen got a question about the Diggs touchdown and went into, like, he, he seemed to be thinking about Diggs being angry mm-hmm. in his answer. The question wasn't about Diggs being angry. The, t- the question was about, like most of these questions are, about feelings. Oh, did you feel good after that? You know, but it, he wrote, what he said was, just trying to get the ball to the right guy. Right. Did a gr- he did a great job of understanding his assignment. That sounds like you would something you would say when you throw the ball to an offensive tackle or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's Stephon Diggs. Like, what was going on there? 
I feel like Alan might have, I could be wrong, but might have told you there that, you know, well, he was at least aware. Yeah, <laughs> that, may, why maybe he, he was be? feeling a little bit of the heat from Diggs, and like maybe that's not a good thing to have in your headspace if you're the quarterback. Like on one hand, yeah, of course you want to utilize your best guy, but if you got to play your position and you know not force it, like that's what's been getting him beat um, these last couple of weeks is forcing things. So you know may, maybe not forcing it is a good idea, and certainly not to force it on the touchdown. He was right. all alone back there when he's been listening to and dealing with like the big mistakes. Listen, right. listen, Steph, I'm, I'm trying to you know make make changes here a little bit. So. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's a wrong read, but he wasn't asked about Diggs. I don't know. Tantrum is right. His feelings or his actions there with McDermott. That was interesting to watch. 31-23, the Bills go to 7-3. and We'll have more of the stats, your calls, and the head coach coming up. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Allen puts McKenzie in motion over the right side. Now the snap. Josh wants to throw. Scans the end zone. Fires him in. Don't get a man wide open. It is caught. Touchdown, Buffalo. Touchdown, Bills. They take the lead with 14 seconds left in the first half. It is Stephon Diggs targeted and one catch, and it goes for a touchdown and a Buffalo lead. Eye on the quarterback brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. That's the lone touchdown pass on the afternoon for Josh Allen. 18 of 27 passing 197 yards. Only seven yards rushing on only three attempts. He was sacked twice, one of which came on that next to last series of the game where, you know, the two-minute warning was coming before the Bills kicked their final field goal and Allen just sort of gave himself up. Uh, nonetheless, that touchdown to Diggs was right at the end of the half, as you heard Murph say there, 14 seconds to go in the second quarter. What do you use to get the sacks in your stats? What site do you use? NFL.com? I'm at ESPN.com. ESPN? I've got the box score and the okay. team stats and play-by-play all open all afternoon. That's better. Advantage you. I use Yahoo, and it doesn't give me everything you, you, you're getting there. So good thing there are two of us. Or actually, good thing there's just you. Because you have probably every, everything I'm looking at, I'm sure you have that too. We didn't finish the stats. Diggs gets to four for 48, and that touchdown, his first catch of the game late in the second quarter, as we're saying. Uh, Knox, seven for 70. Davis, five for 68. Singletary, two for 11. Amari Cooper, eight for 113 and two. Brissett over 320 yards passing today for the Browns, who, let's see, three and eight now. Uh, Cleveland. The Bills, seven and three. Tied with Miami, which was off today. Three My- and seven, Browns, by the way. Three and seven, sorry. Three and seven. I said three and eight. My mistake. Thank you. As I was saying about you. You didn't misspeak. <laughs> no, that's right. That's not. I can't blame that on Yahoo. I'd love to, but I can't. <laughs> Dolphins seven and three. They have the Texans next week. Bills seven and three at Detroit. Back to Detroit on Thanksgiving, as we know. The Patriots and the Jets are each six and four. The Patriots beat the Jets today. It was hilarious. It was hilarious. This game was 3-3 all day. And the Patriots win it at the end on a 90-yard punt return. Like, that was the touchdown that won the game for them. So they've now swept the Jets in the regular season. Both of those teams are 6-4. and four. Look at the AFC East this year continuing to impress, although that game, I don't know. So, we good? Like, this game was annoying for a while, but I feel like, as we were talking about before, before Josh Allen arrived at the press conference that it's understandable it's forgivable that that there would have been 
challenges here with this game, focusing or just being at their best. They're not they're not practicing on a Friday. That's unusual. Then yesterday, I thought CBS did well. You know, putting that into perspective, what yesterday was like, or you know, the the whole week. But as yeah. as they had they struggled so badly to get out, they were able to do that. And you know, he he said the announcer said that they got to their hotel after seven o'clock last night. I mean. Not the absolute worst case scenario, but it couldn't have been an easy week, to say the least. No, right, and and that that's not even mentioning well until now the the front end of the week Wednesday was a messed up practice because they had a bunch of guys out sick, right, and they didn't have enough guys to have like regular practice, so they did more individual work than normal. So they did have, I think, enough guys there and were healthy enough on Thursday to have a regular practice. But mm-hmm. you get done practicing Thursday, and it's, hey, guess what? The game's going to be played in Detroit now. And so whatever, you know, each player individually would have to do, I mean, single guys living alone or with other players, maybe not as complicated, guys with families getting buried by six feet of snow. I mean, there's a lot going on. Um, so, you know, you, 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 we knew that. Um, and I think they, you know, it's easy to anecdotally look at the start of the game and say it, it, it had, you know, it played a part. But it could the be way right. The game began, um, but the better team ultimately got it together enough, and again, did it in a different way. Like I said at the outset, like I'm, I'm, you know, I, I've I've not had the most fun I've had watching this game that I've had all year watching the Bills, but it was um, it was kind of satisfying to see them win a different way. Yep. I mean. Um, running the ball like they did, and you know, e- even containing the Browns' run game, they did a very good job. I mean, I would not have bet at all on Brissett going over 300 yards passing in this game, but he did kind of comfortably. Sean McDermott's ready. His news conference brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at NorthtownAuto.com. Ed, I can't do it. They just said, what do I need to do? And I think that says a lot about them. How did you get out of your house? Uh... Called in a uh, a bulldozer uh, or a front loader, I guess, more specifically, and our plow guy couldn't make it, so we called in our neighbor called in a um, uh, front loader in order to take the snow out, and then the plow our plow, our normal plow guy did come once, but soon after I got off the Zoom with with the with you guys on uh, on Friday, I mean it was pretty cool just talking about. Not sure what's going to happen. Not sure if we're going to be able to get out. And got five, six text messages to my wife, myself, of neighbors, friends saying, hey, whatever you need, we'll be there to help you. And that's, that's pretty special. Sean, that neighborly environment, do you think you're able to, to get out like that if, if you're not in Buffalo? I mean, Yeah, well, I mean, I'm, I'm biased, but uh, no. Um, I mean, you call it the city of good neighbors for a reason. I mean, you saw that uh, in full effect on Friday and Saturday. And. Um, I mean, I went, I went out of my house to, to go to the facility and uh, picked up Vaughn and Sam, and down the road came, came the, uh, the big plow. And uh, I think he stopped, you know, to, and we got out. We took a quick picture, and, and uh, um, he did a great job, you know, clearing the road so we could get out of the development there. So. All week long, it was a problem, another problem, just trying to get here. Then getting through it, especially coming off the two losses, it seemed like almost like a galvanizing thing. Your team's close already. Do you feel that now coming through this day? Yeah, I mean, when you go through and you share an experience like this, it's um, you know it, it, it can bring, bring a team closer together. Like I mentioned to the team when we got in there yesterday, 
uh, it was around one o'clock. We had all but about four or five players already, uh, you know, that that were missing. But most of the team was there. And I said, hey, things like this have a tendency to to uh, to bring bring a group closer and, and bring a team together. And, and like I said, we were already close. But um, just seeing how the guys rallied around it. And again, like I said, there was I got a text from uh, from Kelsey Harkins, who's done a great job. She's in our development team and. She was reaching out to the players, each and every player. Uh, Rachel, who also works with us, and then uh, Ryan Moore was reaching out to the players and again saying, hey, what's your situation? Can you get out of your house? And you guys have heard the stories of the players literally taking their suitcases with them and walking, and, and coaches as well. And I'm sure it's not just players and coaches, it's, it's staff. So um, just, just a resilient effort and, and uh, good to get the win on top of that. Early, a couple, first couple of possessions, Almost like a run game kind of settled you guys into a little bit of a rhythm there towards the end of the first half. Yeah, very impressed by the way we ran the football. Uh, I think both backs had close to, what, 80 yards or 80-plus yards there, so that was good to watch. They were running hard, taking care of the football. Um, good to watch our offensive line go to work like they did. Was that the difference between, like, the kind of sluggish start and scoring eight or nine possessions, I think? Well, I just think, I think we got into a good rhythm. Um, so a little bit off early in the first quarter uh, with some things there, and it was good to kind of get settled in and, and get into a rhythm. And I think we got some points, I think, on six or seven of the last drives of the game there, which is good to see. Seven. Thanks. Matt's performance today, especially not having Tremaine, just the way Milano kind of was a tone setter for you yeah, guys on defense. He felt him out there. You know, he showed up, made some plays, was physical. Uh, and, and good to have Jordan Poyer back as well from a leadership standpoint. He was physical. I mean, those guys are so intense. Um, it's just fun to watch. Play calling through no. the court? No? Okay. It's hard. Yeah. Stefan Diggs uh, was saying back on track. Do you share his, his sentiment with that? Yeah, I mean, it was good to, good to get a win. It's hard to win in this league. So um, we'll be back here and. X amount of days so uh, for Thanksgiving here. So got a short week, got to get our rest and, and turn around and come right back. How about the reliability of Tyler Bass? How fortunate do you feel that you have a kicker like that? Yeah, yeah. that's huge. I mean, the operation, first of all, the protection up front to give him the time and the, and the window he needs uh, was big for us. And I mean, he's just, he just continues to grow and get better each and every week. Turnover on Dallas coach. Um, the players in the locker room are talking about the percentages, like they knew 88%, Brissett sneaking it, third, fourth down. Yeah. I mean, how does it, how gratifying is it to you, not only the execution, but they know what's coming based on film study? Yeah, that's preparation, right? Preparation at its finest. You watched it. I watched it over and over all week, and, um, I mean, no one was stopping him. He's a big, big guy and strong, and, and they do a good job. Coach Stefanski does a good job of changing the looks and, and quick counting at times, and, I mean, our guys two plays in a row stood up and did a great job. Nick Chubb has been great, all, you know, and you knew it was a challenge. 14 carries, 19 yards. What's that say about your defense? Yeah, did a great job consistently being in their gaps where they're supposed to be. Hand violence, great fundamental football, and, um, you know, so a lot of good things there, but still, still much to clean up. There was a play where it looked like a Browns player purposely took a shot at Josh's elbow. Um, what is your thought on that? Yeah, I'm not going to get into that. Thank you. Was there any thought of staying here for a few nights? Oh, we talked about it. Yeah, I just, you know, I want to get the guys some, some quality rest and um, get in their own beds tonight. We've, you know, fortunately get, in, get, in, get out of here at a decent time and get them home and settled. You know, everything happened so fast with, with Thursday into Friday and then Friday into Saturday and just trying to 
find a way to get out of there, uh, out of Buffalo and, and here for the game. So, um, but you know, I think there's value in guys staying staying at home and uh, sleeping in their own beds a couple nights here. Okay. All right, thanks, guys. Sean McDermott, we were about a minute late getting to him, but I wouldn't think he would have been asked about digs before we got there. He was talking about the weather and the story of getting to Detroit. He was not asked then, if if I'm correct, he was not asked then about you know his exchange with Diggs. Almost definitely, he would not tell you what he <laughs> said, but you know he might have said something about. Because I like how it looked on TV. Yeah, you know? I do. I do too. I, I don't like Diggs was not. I I don't know what preceded them talking like they did so closely, but McDermott pulls him in close there, and there's no like Diggs doesn't look outwardly that frustrated in what we saw. But I don't know again what preceded it. But yeah, I, I I'd like to hear McDermott even if it's sort of you know just generically talking around it. Um, you know, what he wanted to make sure Diggs was aware of at that time. You just, you see Diggs gesturing a little bit, talking loudly. McDermott's got his hand on him, brings him a little closer. And however many seconds later, 20, 30 seconds later, maybe more, Diggs walks away. And I don't know if he was just like fine after that or what. He probably, hopefully, you know, for him, he said what he wanted to say. And, you know, McDermott uh, maybe got him back there. If it, it could have gone sideways, but he does get the touchdown at the end of the first half, and the Bills take it from there. 31 to 23 is the final. We'll take a break, come back, look for your phone calls at 803 0550. That's 716 803 0550. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. This is Buffalo Bills football. Up the lone setback. Reset drops the snap. The ball rolling around down there. The Bills may have it. Let's see. It is Buffalo ball. It's exactly what they needed to get going here. They come up with a loose ball. Looked like Milano came up with a fumble for the Bills. That is our electric play of the game, which is brought to you by Town BMW for an electrifying performance. Check out Town BMW's line up of EVs. Matt Milano with the recovery there on what looked like a botched snap. I don't don't think Brissett really ever had it. The ball was loose, and Milano was right there to hop on it. So, uh bills get that turnover there yeah Brissett is unique i think he's like this big guy who i don't know like you get stopped twice on a quarterback sneak there's only so much credit i want to give the other team like there maybe there's a power or something easy for me to say right but like maybe lacking for his size and he throws these rainbows too but they're a lot of them are right on the money today like he was he was pretty good and that's kind of the way people have been talking about him this year like really not the problem with Cleveland, you know, that's that's a big mistake there. That's yeah. the kind of thing that was getting the Bills beat that didn't come up today. And he was decent running in the open field, too. Like, funny, he's like, he's he's kind of like lumbering, but yet elusive, uh, and like not, he seems more like, I don't know, kind of finesse for a guy that's as big and thick as yeah, he is. Yeah, that's, that's another way to, to say what I'm, what I'm thinking here. Lumbering, if not laboring. Uh, Brissette. <laughs> yeah. 3123 Bills. Before we get to your calls, let's take 10 seconds here to give our affiliates a chance to identify themselves here on the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Sports Radio 550 WTR Buffalo. WKSE HD2 Niagara Falls Buffalo. 98.5 FM. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. Now it's time to get the first response from the fans brought to you by Serve Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy. Surf Pro of Central Buffalo's Team Luzzy is first and faster to any size disaster. Visit teamluzzy.com. 
Com. Here is Matt with us. Hi, Matt. What's up, fellas? Hope you guys are doing well. Uh, just, you know, unbearing ourselves out of 60 inches out here in Orchard Park. But I just really called in, talked about it on the play of the game right there that Bulldog covered. What more can you say about Matt Milano? I mean, the guy shows up every down. He feels like he's all over the field. He's recovering fumbles. He's sacking. Feels like every tip ball, he's somehow got a hand on it, even if he doesn't recover. You know, without Tremaine, I think, uh, you know, the run defense was lacking. But just look at Chubb today, and I feel like Matt Milano played a, a big role in that. So I'm pushing for him for all pro, and uh, I know that a lot of people on Twitter are feeling the same way. Thanks, guys. Thank you. He he, he was a monster today. And I, I think, look, they, they, they miss – there's lots of guys they miss when they're not there. Poyer, I think, showed up today, and it was good to see him back. Uh, he had that one pass breakup that, you know, I don't know. If he's not playing, maybe that's a completion. Um and uh, but Milano, I mean, he he is a guy that to me is very it's very noticeable when he's not there. He is all over the field. I mean, he's just a tremendous talent. There was a, another one shortly before that fumble recovery. First play of the second quarter, the Browns are on the Bills eight. They're leading seven to three, and they run the Wildcat there. Like Nick Chubb is great, and Milano takes him down for a five or six yard loss on that play. Ends up being a field goal. So. Um, yeah, I appreciate, I'm glad we got a call in about him because you and I are usually on the quarterback and usually on the offense. That uh, definitely is is uh, deserving of being said, what the caller brought on Milano. Uh, let's go to Sam next. Hi, Sam. Yeah, I, I hate to sound too negative, guys. I hate to be the no, you don't. canary no, you on don't. the coal mine, so to speak. But, it, it, you know, I think they came out flat today. And I don't want to rag on McDermott too much, but, you know, yeah, you, you can do. make a comparison yeah, to 2014 when they had, you know, similar circumstances having to move mm-hmm. the game because of snow. I think they had trouble getting out of the snow. And, you know, one one difference, one comparison is, you know, 2014, you needed someone in the organization to plow you. You could call Russ Brandon. Okay. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. Oh, yeah, yeah. Luke is next. Hi, Luke. Luke, you there, or did you get scared off? Okay, no Luke. Uh, by the way, just because it, it, got, it got stupid, but, you know, anybody who calls and says, I hate to be negative, you know, you and I both said, no, you don't. Because, like, we just maybe there's somebody out there who doesn't know this. We don't call we don't cold call fans. Like, they call us. So if you didn't want to be negative, you probably wouldn't make the phone call. That's just how I look at it. Devin is next. Hello, Devin. Hello there. I just wanted to talk about the run game and the Bills' backups and James Cook and Hines. Have the Bills been sandbagging this whole time, or is it just because <laughs> they're going against a poor run defense? Uh, per- I don't think they've been sandbagging. Uh, the Browns do have problems stopping the run. Um, but it, it, look, as impatient as I and a lot of people can be about getting young guys, new guys on the field, like we, you know, always want to play with the new toys. Um, so, like, Cook, there's an explosiveness there. So, like, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go. And it's taken a while, but they have ramped him up. And I don't know, today's, you know, I'd want to stop short of saying coming out party. Uh, but I, I, I don't know, I found myself as they were feeding Singletary at the end, wanting them to put Cook back on the field because I would have liked to see them get the kid 100 yards. Uh, mm-hmm. So I, I, don't, I don't, sandbagging I don't think is it. 
Uh, but if they're going to hit, you know, the back end of this schedule now, and I'm not predicting they become some sort of, you know, plow horse run team or something, but I think they're trusting Cook more and more, and that's nothing but a good thing because he is a different style running. He's smaller, he's faster. I mean, I don't know, height-wise, they might be pretty comparable, he and Singletary, because Singletary's not a very big guy either, but Cook is lighter, and there's an explosiveness there. Hines on offense, I mean, you're still not getting much on offense, but he was impactful in the kick game today, the, the return game, both punt and uh, kickoff return. Did you see him on the field on offense at all? Today? Yeah, he had he had a six-yard loss on a on a, a oh. pitch. Like, he was in motion, and uh, I think it was Jadavian Clowney was right there. Oh, to, right. Like, just wreck it. Right. That was a play for Hines. Um, I think a lot of people were looking at the two-point conversion as a play that could could have been, should have been to Hines. He's faster. Maybe he gets there. I don't disagree with that. Um, so, you know, they got a long way to go to get him implemented in the offense, but – Cook's emergence, if you were worried, some people were, I think, very quickly the day of that trade, I kind of got to, this doesn't have to be the end for Cook, maybe it's just more variety, and really, Cook has had a bigger role, I think, since the trade. In short, they kind of won this game in one way that maybe a lot of us thought they couldn't win a game, just with the, I mean, I, I don't get to sandbagging, but, I mean, they cleared space for these two guys today up front, they were super good, and... Like ever in an NFL game, the more you're doing that, as long as the game script's in your favor, the easier it becomes, I think. Teams talk like that, you know, just wear somebody down. So they were good. Yeah, I forgot that that was one for minus eight is a tough stat line, but that's Hines. There might have, maybe should have been a penalty on that that tackle by Yeah, Tommy it looked well. like he got, like, like fingers in the ear hole, which I don't know if, I mean, there's not an ear hole penalty, I don't think, but I think if you use the headgear in any way to bring a player down, I think that that's equates to a face mask foul but I, what do i know bills over the browns 31 23 back to detroit in a few days for the lions on thanksgiving mike show and the bulldog here we'll take a break this is buffalo bills football obviously crazy week didn't practice friday you know small practice wednesday with some guys out so not your typical week but we got some resilient guys on this team guys that care about each other do things the right way you know we play games Josh Allen and the Bills over Cleveland, 31-23. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog here. Too early to say Happy Thanksgiving? I don't know. No, I said it to the caller there the, the earlier. <laughs> I, I, so I, I broke well, the seal. You know, yes, you yes you did. Yes, you did. Oh, I, that was heartfelt. <clears throat> yes, it was. I don't want to argue about this. How much snow did you get? foot and a half maybe totally. oh you did okay when like late yesterday uh friday night it's like saturday morning uh it stopped snowing about 6 a.m and there was about a foot uh and cleared that okay and then and then uh probably about midnight or i don't know 10 11 p.m last night till midnight 1 a.m it snowed a little bit more maybe six inches uh i thought but, maybe yeah. you got off easier than that because yeah grand they, island was oh. all day yesterday it's, well, it's, it almost. sure felt uh, getting off easy compared to what you know, <laughs> I know, like my my folks were dealing with in West Seneca and so many people in Orchard Park. Oh. Um, so I, I do I I feel like we got off easy. I agree, easier than even that. Yeah, but yeah. no, you did get to a, a foot or or more. All right, um, one storyline about this game it was or is that Tre'Davious White did not participate, didn't 
you know, not not ready yet. And look, like we've we've been waiting a long time for that for him to get back on the field, and hopefully soon he does. But it's been odd that it hasn't happened yet. Sean McDermott has not, you know, in, in his way, uh, had a lot to say about it. And to to our ears, a couple of times during the week, even sounded not annoyed exactly, but short when it when it came to White team effort. You know, uh, almost accusing of the player of. We need, we're ready for him to play, but maybe he's not. Didn't want to be direct in terms of this. This game, like, lots alike, but Brissett, Cooper, Peoples-Jones, like, those guys did a number on, on the Bills' corners here. So a little bit of yeah. a concern there. And, I'll, and I'll, I'm, I'm about ready for the Bills' DBs just in general. Like, a lot of guys have taken turns here to, when they hit their hands on the ball, like, just get it out of there. Like there were a couple more today where, you know, there, there's a hand there, but no, the guy still – Dane Jackson, for one, uh, guy still came down with a cat. Like, okay, like, come on, we're battling here. Let's go. <laughs> can we, can we, can we get, maybe, maybe that'll just even out like turnover luck or something. I don't know. But I, I'd like to see some of those plays go the Bills' way. It seems like they're getting some, some tough luck on balls that are sort of up for grabs and – you know the defender and the the pass catcher have hands on it, but the the opponent keeps coming down with it. Back to the phones. We've got Eric next. Hi, Eric. Hey, how's it going? Happy Thanksgiving to both of you. Thank you. Thanks. So my question's about Gabe Davis. I mean, he had a he had a great second half. Had some big catches, but that first first half drop was was big. A ball he definitely should have caught, and it feels like that's kind of becoming a narrative. He's at nineteen percent so far this year, which is higher than his rookie year, the highest he's had. I'm just wondering what you guys are thinking about Gabe Davis. Can he be the, the wide receiver, too, that we need him to be for this year? Well, there's a, there's a lot to say. There's a lot you can say here. He's not coming out. Like, they're not, they're not a, we're not at a stage on the calendar where the Bills are going to do anything about it. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, they're thin anyway. for games. I mean, it's so thin. Yeah. They're, they are really thin. Yeah. I, I think he's kind of been maybe not quite as good, but kind of been what I expected. He was never going to be a target hog, right? And so... That those numbers are not too surprising. They are low, but his catch rate is very low too. And the caller seems to have a drops percentage stat also. Um, I, I feel like we're going to be talking a lot about him. I, I thought the one-handed catch what was a little casual too. Like it's a great athletic feat, and we've seen him do great things like that. But you know what? To go up two hands and keep your feet in. Like there's another way to, yeah, to yeah. make that catch. Yeah. And then you had the onside kick. I don't envy him on that because that ball just that's like a tough. That's a tough hop, right that's up like, into that's his like a ball face. that hits a rock right in front of an infielder. Right, like if that even happens anymore. But yeah, I mean, tough. And did you see Taiwan Jones on that play? I think it was Taiwan Jones. So Davis and the Browns player are competing for that ball. It's came on if the Browns get it, and Taiwan Jones goes in and sort of two hand bats the ball out of bounds, which I don't think you're allowed to do. Like there is a batting rule or at least there used to be sometimes now it's like no they changed that but i don't i think he might have gotten away with one there um still that's the end of the game but davis is in that in that pickle there too so is he the what was the exact question is he the number two receiver the team needs it's the he's the number two receiver the team has right and he will play a huge part in whether they win it i think this is a really interesting area that came up I wasn't really thinking this way before a conversation on this show I had with Eric Eager, who used to be with PFF, and he was talking about playoff 
like the correlation between a team's wide receiver two and playoff success. And then I just started to like sort of think about as many championship teams as I could, teams that made deep runs, and they're, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, you know, Kansas City in the playoffs, he was spectacular, record-setting performance while Diggs was quiet in that game. I think for them to win big, they're going to have to have both guys firing. And Davis has not fired too many days this year. It was nice to see Knox find his way to seven catches and 70 yards today. And, like, look, those aren't, aren't like, uh, necessarily, like, you know, they're not going to be explosive plays. They're not, like, you know, dagger plays necessarily that that just, like, you know, just wreck wreck the opponent. But, um, you know, we we talked some this week about they haven't had, like, as sort of a, I don't know, kind of a correlation to, <laughs> excuse me, a co-pilot along with this Davis conversation. The, the Beasley, the, the the slot has not become a dependable thing for Allen to count on. And Knox today had that kind of game. Like he was outlet guy and battled for a couple of first downs when it looked like maybe he was going to be tackled short. Um, and like that's another piece to this offense that, you know, again, it's not the most exciting piece. It's not as impactful as Davis as number two receiver, but I think it's a necessity that they have someone they can count on underneath. And the slot, again, has left you wanting this year from where they were, even with Beasley last year in his sort of dilapidated state that was still kind of bankable. Um, just You know, you weren't going to get a lot of interest on it, but it, you could count <laughs> on it. Um, he was like a savings account. Right, but here that Knox today was, you know, was was effective. So, um, you know, and that, that hasn't been something that they we've seen a lot of this year. Yeah, it remains an interesting topic. No touches for Isaiah McKenzie in this game. Uh, he may have had a target, but he didn't. Well, he had the he had the two point conversion try. Okay, that doesn't count. But right. yes, very well. Um, man, when Crowder went down, you had the was it the Pittsburgh game where Shakir flashed? You're like, oh, okay, the Bills have this guy too. Like, wow, embarrassment yeah. of riches. He's invisible. He's not even on the field very much. Kumaro went down. Crowder, of course, also had gone down. Like, four receivers on the roster. Today you won this game 31 points. Right as rain with only four players catching passes and Allen under 200. The run game stole the show. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here back with more postgame coverage of the Bills' 31-23 win over the Browns. Next, this is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Snap is down. Bass looks like it's long enough. It is up, and it is good! A 56-yard field goal by Tyler Bass. Difference maker of the game today? The kicker. Tyler Bass. That's brought to you by Independent Health. And in, at, excuse me, at Independent Health, you'll find more than 1,000 Western New Yorkers who are big fans of this community and big fans of the Bills, of course. Independent Health, well beyond insurance. Learn more at redshirttreatment.com. Running backs, field goals, calls about a linebacker. What is this team anymore? <laughs> we have four. What about the receiver isn't good? We've had that conversation. One of the, them, tight ends, the other one's mad. The tight end had a good day. <laughs> My wide receiver won, arguably the best wide receiver in the league, is mad because he's not getting the ball. The other guy is so erratic. I don't know. Like, they won. It is just a f- football seasons are so much fun. Like, th- this kind, they wouldn't, of course, they didn't all win all the time, but this this kind of Bills performance 
you know, in the drought years or whatever, like just it's sort of as a game from the past almost. Uh, not throwing for 200 yards, but I do, I mean, congrats. Like this was, there was some football wise yeah. hardship this week <laughs> and they showed a side of themselves that people have questioned whether they possess. It's got to go back the other way for them to win it. I think it's got to turn back into Allen finding that balance between which find, figuring out which chances are the ones worth taking, because maybe that's been he's sort of kind of been muted a little bit here. Yeah, if he's a little spooked, I would understand. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's had you know, he's he's he, you'd have to be questioning your own judgment uh, with some of the mistakes he's made because you know quite a few of them have just been like. What the hell was that? <laughs> right? Like, not, not like, wow, great play. I, I mean, to an extent. You know, P- Peterson, you know, last week, may, you know, kind of sucks him in maybe. Uh, but still, um, the throw was not anywhere where it needed to be. Um, so, you know, if, if he's, you know, if he's sort of wobbly a little, uh, I would understand it. And um, kind of for that reason, I, I, I liked today. I, I just, I, I liked that they were. You know, we, we, we feel like most days, if not every day they step on the field, they're the better team. And, you know, you haven't gotten results the last couple of weeks. And so today, Allen wasn't great really at all, but you got, you know, a pretty comfortable win. And the elbow is not nothing, right? Like, he didn't right? miss time when we all kind of expected that he would, or most of us expected that he would. But also... Um, appreciated from this TV broadcast today uh, how he said there's a, the certain the sidearm throw gives him some yeah. discomfort, but otherwise not like throwing over the top doesn't seem to bother him. He's talking about that with the the broadcasters apparently. So you know if he's off a little bit, that might be one reason why. Let's go to Colin next. Hi, Colin. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. Great show as always. Um, on the elbow, you know, I thought there was an interesting play where Allen was running out of bounds, and the Browns defender, it was number 28, it looked like well after Allen was out of bounds, he takes a swipe at Allen's elbow. I don't know if you all saw that, but there was no penalty called. I thought that was interesting. I do wonder if there might be a fine for that one after um, later on in the week. So that'll be interesting to watch. I don't know if you had any reaction to that. And then another thing I just wanted to bring up is Tyler Bass. I mean, I've gone back. It looks like in the last three years, this is the most points he's gotten in any one game. And I just thought he was so clutch. What an excellent game he had. So those were two things I don't think anybody had brought up, so I thought I'd mention them. Thanks, Colin. Yeah, Bass was excellent. He was the difference maker of the game, as uh, decided by Eric Wood and John Murphy after the game was over. Um yeah, I we definitely I definitely noticed the play. Uh, it was it, it even curious to me that by the time the Cleveland defender swatted at Allen's right arm, he had switched the ball to his left arm. Right. As he went out of bounds, and the guy just still took the shot. And uh, I thought that could have been a flag. I thought Allen handled it very well. Like he just a couple of times today, he had like confrontations waiting. There was a play where Clown, well, no, not Clowney, Garrett, in the backfield, sort of hit him. And then, like, for show, for the rest, like, sort of put his hands up, like, you know, I I, I didn't mean it, that that wasn't that bad. And he went to sort of fist bump Allen, and Allen just totally ignored him. 
<laughs> just just walked, just didn't even look at him, just walked right past him. Um, and I would bet Alan saw him. He just didn't didn't want any part of like you know that kind of jocularity. I guess. Um, I but. think the the first play, the swipe play that the caller brought up, I, I the angle wasn't right for me to be able to tell. But I yes, he did have the ball in his left hand at the end of that run. You're observant and, and right on that. It's possible that the guy's just reaching across him and mm-hmm. you know at the ball and gets him on the arm, which you know I, that seems like that could could have been right because it would be an odd thing to take the just swipe at his arm without the ball in it. Right, I know? think the guy probably thought the ball was still there. Maybe, uh, yeah. But nonetheless, it's a shot on that elbow, and it was right on the edge of out of bounds, if not out of bounds. Yep. And uh, Colin's asking about a. I, I don't. I never care whether guys get fined. <laughs> it doesn't. I mean, it, oh, you did a bad thing. We didn't catch it in the game. We didn't help your team. But uh, here's you know five thousand. I, I couldn't care less. Same. All right. Neil is next. Hi, Neil. Gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. I greatly appreciate it. Thank you for calling, so, Neil. A couple things. I, it was nice to see the run game do something and, and actually be the main reason why we won. I mean, this season has been to, to call our run game outside of Allen inconsistent is being generous. So it was, And even though Cleveland's run defense is bad, at least we ran the ball well. And I think we actually made up for the fact, and, and I think – Looking today, and I and I and I call it. It's almost like the yips, where you saw Josh Allen hitch four or five times before he wants to throw a ball, and he and he's getting that worry now. I think of of throwing a pick, mm-hmm. which obviously you don't want him to throw interceptions, but you also don't want to take away that thing, the it that makes him who he is, which is you know the gunslinger slash sort of backyard school kid playing football. And, but but I think this is the first time you actually saw him really hitch. There was one throw where he was going to throw it all the way down the field, yeah. and I think he ends up dumping off to a running back. Yeah. Um, it, it, so, I, I, I mean, that is something to me. Um, whether it's he's being careful or he's being nervous is something to look forward to because if, you know, Josh Allen accounts for, like, what, 87% of our offense, and we unfortunately need him to play Superman every week because of the way this roster is constructed. So, you know, it, it, would, it would be nice, you know, especially against the way the Lions on Thursday, you know, their defense is not good. So we need to establish a running game again to take some of the pressure off Josh Allen. And then, and then you have him play, through, you know, the, the, taking the chances and, and throwing the ball. Because he made a couple – I mean, the one throw he made mm-hmm. to Gabriel Davis on the sideline was great. Um, but he, I, I saw some hitches. I was just wondering if you sort of picked up on that. No, for sure. In fact, I think a couple of times, especially on the long one where, you know, you thought he was going to throw it long and then he threw it down to the near sideline as you're watching on TV, it tricked the camera even like the camera went like just went, it was a little disorienting. Um, so that happened. I don't, I don't know. You might be overstating the number of times it happened, but I noticed it. Um, so, you know, because we agree, I want to say good catch uh, by you, and thanks for bringing it up. I, 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 I don't know what's causing it, um, but there were a couple times where it looked like he was ready to unload, and then the ball just sort of went where you weren't expecting it to. I know why you say you don't know what's causing it, but I think we all do. I, I think it's just it's the, the, the story lately has been the mistakes and whether the Bills are – Sort of, if if their problems run any deeper than that, is it turnovers? That's why you lose to Minnesota, or the or the Jets, or is it something else? And you know, you can you can pick a take 
they need to run the ball, you know, different all, all kinds of different things are being said. For me, like I just I just need to cut those plays out, but I don't want to neuter him. Like that's right. what that's not a better situation if he's not playing like Josh Allen where you would see him, you know, at his height of his powers. There are these sort of gambles, if you will, that he takes. So, I don't want that to go away. And in this game, it was a like I was trying to spit out earlier how old bills of a game this was. And, I mean, checkdowns, just tons of checkdown passes. And it was fine. Singletary and Knox, you know, Knox was your leading receiver today. Not just line of scrimmage passes, but not the intermediate route stuff where this team is really humming. So, you know, I'm, I'm with the caller here in, in, a, in, a, in, to some extent, just sort of thinking like, okay, you know, I, I get it. It yeah. bears watching. I get it. Yep. But... If I'm going to win, I'm going to need need King Josh Allen. I'm going to need that. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to beat Mahomes or whoever it is in the in the playoffs, makes sense. But I don't want to hang out this way for too long. And of course, who you like? There were there was a game right. last year at the end against uh, Atlanta or Carolina. Both those games were were somewhat similar. And he didn't. Like, one of those games is his last game under 200 yards. He was well below. Running game is working. Your team is ahead. There's really not much more right. to it. The opponent is not that threatening. Like you don't you don't have to worry about them blowing the top off your defense. Probably. Um, so you should maybe you know in, in a game like that, like I would say that's heady. Um, but you know you get in, you get into more of a you know more of a gunfight. Then yeah, I'm going to need him to you know fit passes into tight windows downfield because that's. Uh, they, they're going to need that explosiveness when the caliber of competition steps up. Let's go to Luke next. Hi, Luke. Hey, hi, guys. How you doing? Great, Luke. Um, Thank you. You know, it's one of these games where it's easy to be negative. I step back. You know, we scored 30-plus points. It wasn't pretty, but I look around the league, how many teams scored 30, right? We were, we were resilient. Um, the run game actually clicked. And doesn't it just feel like the other team always needs, like, a miracle? I mean, the one pass that was caught for a touchdown by Cooper, it was a great catch. I mean, Jonathan's right there. I mean, it, it, it honestly, it's it's good to have, you know, Josh Allen not have to just be the almighty to win the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's not the most pretty game. I get it. But you know what? A win is a win is a win, and we're on to the next game. Um, it was great to see all the Bills Mafia out there, too, so. Um, great game. Bills win. Good feeling. See you guys later. Thank you. Thank you for mentioning the fans uh, getting there. I, I don't feel like I, I, I'm pretty sure I watched this game very closely. Um, I don't feel like I ever got a real idea of what the stadium looked like. <laughs> you know, like how, like you know, not not so much. I mean, they they mentioned you know seventy thirty or whatever they were guessing, uh, you know, by eyeball. But I, I never felt like I got a a picture of it, you know? Um, I don't know if there was intent behind that or just my attention span was left wanting when they showed it. I maybe didn't notice because I was, I don't know, checking FanDuel or something. I have no idea. But, um, I mean, a lot of people went, and credit to them, you know, and credit to everybody who helped guys make this happen, uh, <laughs> getting, getting to the airport and all of it. I mean, the fan base should feel pretty good about, really good, about what they did you know I'm sure it's not like hundreds of people that helped players get to the airport i mean but still people fans 
I think probably feel a part of this more than they would have in a regular week. And people who made the trek, um, you know, hats off. I mean, that's a really great job. Detroit, back to Detroit on Thursday. The Lions are rolling a little bit now. They started one and six, but have now won three in a row, beating the Giants today at the Giants pretty handily. So that's uh, what's next. The Bills have at the Lions on Thanksgiving and then at New England the following Thursday night. New England at 6-4 and four after their win over the Jets today. Holy cow, the Jets. I mean, they're above five hundred in a playoff spot going into today, but they just cannot. Man, that Bills loss to the Jets just even sits even worse after this. Looking at these numbers on Wilson, they had like six first downs and two right. by penalty. Just uh, nothing. Happening How do you there. lose to that team? How do you lose to that team? Right. It's just incredible. I know they've got the record they've got, but come on. We'll get to the locker room next. Hear from Matt Milano and a couple of other Bills after their win in Detroit today over the Browns. Mike Shope and the Bulldog here. Stay with us. This is the Buffalo Bills Radio Network. Welcome back, everyone. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. The Bills over the Browns today in Detroit. 31-23. We'll wrap things up by getting back to the locker room. Locker room interviews brought to you by Buffalo Laborers Local 210. It's going to be three players, and we'll just get to each guy quickly. It's about five minutes in total length. Matt Milano, Jordan Phillips, and Roger Saffold for you here in the locker room. Um, play good, complimentary football. Start him in the category of dip, dip, defensive player of the year. Oh, right here. Defensive player of the year, Matt Milano. Make sure y'all start saying that, all right? Yeah, the tone early. That was our goal for the, for the day. Were you just right spot, right time? Did you see that ball come out right away? or? Um, defensive ends were setting the edge. Shaq, everybody, the whole defensive line. Tyrell stepped up and made some big plays. Everybody was doing their thing. When we needed it, they made a play. On downs, I mean, that was another big stop. You guys got one last week. You got one this week. Yep. Shaq came down, uh, made a huge play, stopped their momentum, and gave our offense some juice. Tell me about the uh, sack. Uh, nobody blocked me, so you got to make tackles. <laughs> and then third and, third and one and fourth and one. Were you expecting quarterback sneak on both plays? Yeah, they shown it. They have an 88% conversion rate, so we were expecting it. Um, he did it, got stuffed both times on it, so it's pretty it? cool to see it, see it work out. I'm sorry, what was the key to stopping Nick Chubb? You guys did a great job on him today. Yeah, I don't know. The defensive line did a, did a great job of uh, – Getting pushed back, staying in their gap, doing their thing. Um, Ed, everybody, DQ, the whole D-line, Tim, uh, Shaq, uh, Vaughn, every, all the whole D-line did a great job today. For you guys, you were one of the five guys that were sick on Wednesday. I mean, to come out, I mean, did you even know what you were going to be able to bring to the field? Like, I didn't know what was going on out here, but showed up and uh, got a dub, so happy with it. <laughs> from, from a guy who got a block for that, how... How hard is that for a defensive line? You know the snap count. You need three feet. To be able to stop that twice in a row, how impressive is that from a guy who's on the other side of that play a lot? Uh, well, you know, when you're on the other side of the ball, it's kind of it's kind of like, hey, listen, they don't want to go on no hard count because then it can cause some issues. Um, so, you know, more, most, more than likely you're going to end up going on one. And then after that, it's like, okay, all these gaps are covered. If I see anybody twitch, I'm gone. You know what I mean? And no lineman is going to try to trick you off the ball because it's just too important of a snap. How important was it to get that running game going in the second half the way you guys did? Oh, man, it, it's, uh, it was great. It was great that we got a chance to rely on it. I'm glad that in the first half we were able to show that we can run the ball, and then we were able to be a little bit more um, two-dimensional in the second half. 
And then once you saw us start moving the ball consistently, things started opening up everywhere. You see James finally kind of have that kind of game where a rookie needs. You know, what does that do for a guy like that? Uh, I say it all the time. Experience is the best teacher, especially for these young guys. And what he's been doing is he's been getting more and more takes, more and more rushes uh, week in and week out, and we're starting to see great things from him. And then, uh, you know, you're also seeing Singletary do some great things, so there's a little bit of competition in that room, which healthy competition is always good. Roger, what was this week like for you personally? Uh, for, for me personally, uh, you know, I've been through this before. It seems like every couple of, uh, every couple of years a game gets moved, whether it be for COVID, whether it be for L.A. fires, whether it be for, for the cold. Uh, it's just how you handle it and the mentality that you have, and I love the mentality of this team. And finally, how do you get your mind turned around quickly for a Thursday game? Oh, you got to flush this as soon as you can. Uh, enjoy it this afternoon because tonight it's time to get on to the, the, to the Lions. Who got a block for that? How how hard is that for a defensive line? You know the snap count. You need three feet. To be able to stop that twice in a row, how impressive is that from a guy who's on the other side of that play a lot? Uh, well, you know, when you're on the other side of the ball, it's kind of – it's kind of like, hey, listen, they don't want to go on no hard count because then it can cause some issues. Um, so, you know, more most, more than likely you're going to end up going on one. And then after that, it's like, okay, all these gaps are covered. If I see anybody twitch, I'm gone. You know what I mean? And no lineman is going to try to trick you off the ball because it's just too important of a snap. How important was it to get that running game going in the second half the way you guys did? Oh, man, it, it's, uh, it was great. It was great that we got a chance to rely on it. I'm glad that in the first half we were able to show that we can run the ball, and then we were able to be a little bit more um, two-dimensional in the second half. And then once you saw us start moving the ball consistently, things started opening up everywhere. You see James finally kind of have that kind of game where a rookie needs. You know, what does that do for a guy like that? I say it all the time. Experience is the best teacher, especially for these young guys. And what he's been doing is he's been getting more and more takes, more and more rushes uh, week in and week out, and we're starting to see great things from him. And then, uh, you know, you're also seeing Singletary do some great things, so there's a little bit of competition in that room, which healthy competition is always good. Roger, what was this week like for you personally? Uh, for, for me personally, uh, you know, I've been through this before. It seems like every couple, of, uh, every couple of years a game gets moved, whether it be for COVID, whether it be for L.A. fires, whether it be for, for the cold. Uh, it's just how you handle it and the mentality that you have, and I love the mentality of this team. And finally, how do you get your mind turned around quickly for a Thursday game? Oh, you got to flush this as soon as you can. Uh, enjoy it this afternoon because tonight it's time to get on to the, the, to the Lions. Okay, time is up for us. Wrapping things up here, Bills over the Browns 31-23. Thanks for being along. Next game, Thursday, Thanksgiving. Hope everybody has a great Thanksgiving, and we'll talk to you after the game uh, in Detroit. Another game in Detroit. How about that? Mike Schoep and the Bulldog here. This is Buffalo Bills football. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.